0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, everybody at home, and welcome. This is Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I'm Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is...
1: Tristan Riddell.
0: Yes, and my co-host Lafayette, my cat, supervising in the background, making sure everything goes as planned, and we are not deceived by others.
1: So, you, if you hear a meow in the background, that's where it's coming from.
0: Very possible. Now, if he's antsy and wants to get outside, if he's had enough, and he thinks we're good. Might happen. Sorry if it does. Not sorry.
1: <laughs> now, this week though, uh, we have very few cat interactions. Pretty much only one in, in the episode. One scene one Doctor to
0: Anna that's it and it's very short
1: but I really and like this what I when I saw the title when I clicked on it where pleasant fountains lie I was like that is uh-huh. such a Star Trek title oh my gosh it's
0: a TOS-esque title too isn't it yeah and it's perfect because we've got some wonderful callbacks to original series-esque themes which we ought to just dive in and talk about right away because I'm very very excited to watch this episode again
1: well, let's just go ahead and get going then. And uh, so for it. those of you, if this is your first time listening, uh, what we do is we do the commentary on the track and we cue it up with how- however you're watching it. So if you're watching it on Paramount Plus, we uh, p- hit pause right after you see the rating. And
0: yep, black then
1: street. we say three, two, one, play. And then you play with us and then you're synced up. And uh, right. this rating was TV14 for violence, but... Good Lord, uh, I really think there should have added another category in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think so?
1: I think so, and we'll we'll talk about that Nothing when we get really to it. Nothing really happened. Oh, come okay. on. Come on. All right, here we go. Everybody <sighs> okay, ready? Okay,
0: let's get into this.
1: All right. Three, two, one, play.
0: All right. I enjoy... First off, right off the bat, we're just gonna dive right into the story. We don't need some cutesy teaser. The teaser is going to tell us what this is all about.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I like that this was felt like a humanitarian mission, not so much a uh, a cleanup. Like I I mean, yeah, it's cleanup, but at the same time, it's not like, oh, we're trudging along, we gotta do second contact. It felt like, no, these people need help. Sure. And they're getting help.
0: Yes. Yet another victim to a computer taking things over. It's evil and manipulative. We've uh, we've seen and heard this story before, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Like Three like times? you said at the top of the show, this is a very Tos theme, and I like that. Uh, yes, uh, it's the uh, it's it's what's his name? Who's voicing it? Um,
0: Jeffrey Combs. I'm
1: totally blanked. Jeffrey Combs, and uh, I love how he tries to appeal to Ransom's muscles. <laughs> 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 to get him to, to I got to give it
0: to this computer. He is very good at being a manipulator. He instantly knows where to go.
1: I never get tired of seeing the uh, the alien counselor on the bridge The counselor.
0: And it just, yes
1: again, like there's no reason for it. We've never seen him be useful on the bridge whatsoever, but he's always there.
0: <laughs> and they got to be doing that on purpose, right? They're oh making yeah, making a, a commentary here.
1: It's a total callback to Deanna.
0: Yeah. And he's getting even fewer lines than she is.
1: Yeah. That, yes, that's true. Now, at least at least we actually saw Deanna do stuff.
0: Right. Now, I guess it's because... I forget the... What is his name? The counselor. Paul F. Tompkins is the voice. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> totally brain farting. But it, yeah, he isn't an empath. So I guess he can't even say, well, I sense manipulation. <laughs>
1: Well, he's he's, he's angry, Captain, clearly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, I want Paul F. Tompkins to get more lines with this character. Nevertheless, it is nice to just see him there as a presence. So, and I'm so excited for this episode because of one thing that I've mentioned long ago, which was I want to know more about Billups. Here we go. We're getting it.
1: You got your wish. Yes. This is yes! very much a Billups episode. How cool is that?
0: Yay! So yeah, it makes w- me so happy. What
1: I wanted to ask you is, since, this, since we're over the credits, what were your first impressions of this episode? Like, how did you walk away from it?
0: Mm, in one word, solid.
1: Oh, Two yeah. really
0: good stories. It wasn't like constant laugh out loud, funny, oh my gosh, you're just totally killing it. But it was good. It was well written. Both of these stories have advancement and growth. And, and there's a resolution at the end. It's satisfying. It's good. How about you?
1: Exact same feeling, exact same sentiment. That is that is what I was going to say because nice. like, it, it, this is not a laugh out loud funny episode, but it's really entertaining. I feel like this was probably the mm-hmm. closest to a non-animated Star Trek episode, if that makes sense.
0: That very well could be. Like, yeah, it, I like I know it yeah. has a lot
1: of ridiculous stuff in it. It's still Lower Decks. But this felt like, even if you took away some of the ridiculousness and maybe just a little bit of the humor, this is a solid Star Trek episode.
0: It really is. And they're putting the Lower deck spin on it, of course, especially with the Billups side of things. And when we get there, I, I can't wait to dig into that with you. But th- we've also got the supercomputer, which has been done several times. And yet we're going to get just a little bit of a different twist and I so appreciate that. I just want to say that outright.
1: And then knowing that Billups is secretly royalty but has denounced it so that he could join Starfleet (laughs) is so Star Trek.
0: Yes. I love the way that they developed this. Do you remember back in season one, it was in the lounge, somebody said, and it was almost like they were trying to, not spread a rumor, but it's like, is he really a virgin or something like that? Or did you know that Billups is a virgin something like that? I completely missed that. it's, It's practically a throwaway line, and yet this whole story is going to revolve around why. (laughs) I love it.
1: It makes you wonder if they knew that Billups was royalty that they were going to bring out at a later season.
0: I would love to know just how much they mapped out as they started writing all these episodes.
1: Yeah, did they give this backstory? The planet was colonized by Renfair people. I love that. It's so perfect.
0: (laughs) And it also has kind of more, again, a TOS type of feel. Like these are like Renf- Fair people who are like, uh, you know, their whole culture revolves around kings and queens and armor and sex.
1: Kings and queens and armors and sex. Now look at the cod piece on that guy.
0: <laughs> right? It's very sexualized. It's it, yeah, very it, amplifying.
1: It was It was funny because like when they first came in and you saw like tons of cleavage on the on the female guard i was like come on like let, let's let's and then, then i saw the sure. the man i was just like oh okay good they balance it out with like a the, hilariously they're... gigantic yes. codpiece
0: yes yes everybody gets to be over sexualized in this culture
1: <laughs> i'm more than a royal stud i just stud <laughs> and wh- why are they Love cheering that. like they're chanting
0: bill <laughs> Here's so my weird. theory is this is not the first time this has happened on the Cerritos. They mm. know what's up. So they, I think, love the fact that their chief engineer is really a prince in his culture. And he's choosing to be there.
1: I feel like this, this line that Rutherford gave really plays to the audience of this show. Like, who would watch the show where he's like, she's like, what? I love my comfort zone. It's so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I made a note of that too. Uh, that might be my favorite line in this whole episode. Because really, as human beings, we love our comfort zones. We love what's familiar to us. It feels nice because we're used to it. Going out of it is scary and we don't like that.
1: I want to know what Okinawa ramen is because that sounds delicious. Uh, one and thing that Japanese. I really like about this shuttle crash is that it happens so fast. There's enough for them to yes. say that they got into a geometric shear and that they're going down, but then boom, it's impact. So many times in Star Trek, they give you like six lines of exposition and
0: <laughs> like right. it
1: takes them like a full three minutes to crash.
0: Yeah, not here. I almost got a little bit of like Generations type vibes as they descended to make their impact on, mm-hmm. what is this, a planet? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Just, now, just to, like a little flash.
1: She got a fracture and a dislocation. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know, like that's that happened.
0: Not a problem, but, apparently.
1: Not a problem. Like I know this is a very Star Trek thing, but there's no seatbelts. There's no airbags. No. They just crash landed from space. And
0: can you imagine?
1: Bradward's hair is just a little muffled. And
0: just just a Chad. It that's always it. makes
1: me laugh because I'm like, what kind of like security measures are there? <laughs> like what, like. <laughs> What, like do they do they they could use the inertia dampers as a uh, uh, as an excuse you know
0: right I figure that's how they rationalize that in the twenty fourth century as to why they don't need seatbelts and yet uh, now you could still use them I'm just saying now I have to ask you are you a fan of black licorice
1: I am. I really like black licorice. You are? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I feel like the situation where the replicator is only giving you black licorice is either somebody's nightmare or they're just totally cool with it and bring it on.
1: Well, I love how they specified dry black licorice because my mother- <laughs> As opposed she, to wet. Well, what? She, well, no. There, there's like there's fresh and stale. And my mother, when she That's will true. open up a bag of, of black licorice and let it sit for like a week until it gets stale. Oh, no kidding. And then she'll just chew on it like root- it's crazy
0: huh okay
1: so she'd I can't be fine say i've this ever situation. tried that yeah
0: but i'm also not a fan of black licorice
1: so i love that there's just this random woman just dancing <laughs> just just for fair, baby it's rent fair baby i wonder I how
0: love the necklace oh the yeah ornamentation the ornamentation Phillips has on it yeah yeah
1: look at the dragon like sh- or the ornate nature of it i love oh. the bridge the i, I love the ship
0: they went for detail. It really is a cool ship. It's just, I don't know if I'd want to be on this ship. Not long term. I, I, I don't like trust the this ship, lady.
1: but I don't know if I'd want to be a part of that crew.
0: It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I'd down. have a very good time.
1: <laughs> so clearly yeah, a lot of ships have crash way. landed there.
0: Yes. It's practically a museum on this desert planet.
1: I thought we were going to explore that more in this episode because they can't resist 300 callbacks and easter eggs, but this would this episode was actually pretty tame.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's much more mellow than it could have been.
1: So this this episode, this this situation made me think of immediately made me think of the Voyager episode Gravity.
0: Oh, sure, yeah.
1: Where Tuvok and Tom and the doctor get stranded on a planet and the people are there like bandits and there's no hope of communication they're trying to find food that kind of thing
0: yeah they're on their own yeah good callback
1: now at first i thought this computer was just going to be in the teaser and for a second i was just like man what a waste of jeffrey combs
0: but i'm glad (laughs) that he was
1: the main antagonist
0: yeah and he's just totally killing it in this role. He did such a great job voicing. And now I hope, now that they've gotten Jeffrey Combs to do his thing on another Trek show, it's time for Von Armstrong. Let's go, <laughs> baby.
1: It's also time to bring Combs into Discovery in some fashion. Come on, people.
0: For real. Why has that not happened yet? Now, I know Disco in... is not really the callback show. Not not yeah. terribly, but yet. Come well, on, he man. Could, he could it's be a tradition. unique
1: character, though.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and if he doesn't want to put a ton of makeup on for a whole episode, give him a guest appearance. Make it in a little Easter egg where we have to spot him, you know? Where's Jeffrey Combs instead of where's Waldo?
1: I love that the computer has like little tubules, kind of like Borg.
0: <laughs> I love it when they get all animated and he's so excited. They flail mm-hmm. around. That was a nice touch.
1: Now, Boimler made that Bjorn pretty quickly. That baby Bjorn. <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. It's like he knows Wait, what he's doing. Where did he pick that up?
1: I was gonna say, like those are some those are some pretty cool dad skills he's got going on.
0: <laughs> you know, I give him about ten years. Boimler would probably be a pretty cool dad. I think so. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah.
1: I think he'd be think nervous, he'd be but he would be he would do it.
0: He'd be a very nervous first time dad. But that's okay. That means he would do a good job.
1: I really thought that Boimler was going to impale himself on one of these thorns when he fell.
0: <laughs> In season one, that would have been what happened. And he would have had some nasty reaction. He would have blown up and then this fruit would have splat all over him and then he would have barfed.
1: It's such an awesome touch that <laughs> it tastes like black licorice the- too.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything. It's planet black licorice. Yeah, I don't know if I would be thrilled with that. Liquid, dry, any of it, just the same thing over and over. There's very few things that I can eat over and over and over that I truly enjoy. Do you?
1: Pizza.
0: Yeah, I could live off of pizza probably more than anything else. And you can also vary pizza. That's true. Quite a bit. Nevertheless.
1: So these crabs are hilarious. I freaking love these crabs. I wish they were, they come up again. Cause like he does the little snip, snip, and then he goes back into Right? The...
0: <laughs> and those little glowy eyes. I was hoping they would return too, just because they were like kind of cute in a yeah, creepy way. I thought way. they would
1: pop up at the end again. <laughs> like you haven't seen
0: the last of me. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we'll come back to this planet at some point and we can see them again. You never know.
1: So let's talk about this. Okay. So Mariner. Yeah. Goes behind Boimler's back, gets him yes. transferred to a different mission, saying that he's not ready for it. And Ransom's like, "It just Ransom just takes her word for it." So uh, yeah, that, are
0: Ransom and Mariner that tight, really?
1: Well, just I, I think it's it's definitely wrong of Mariner, which we'll talk about, but super wrong yeah. of of Ransom for for like, just like she's not his it. commanding officer. You know, like she now, should have no authority okay. to even do that.
0: Theory. He's feeling the effect of knowing that Mariner is Captain Freeman's daughter. He Mm. might feel obliged to abide by her, even though he tops her in rank and in position on the ship. Could be that dynamic.
1: You're right. But,
0: you know, I was really wondering while watching that particular clip, is this the computer manipulating Boimler or is this the truth? And it was basically Mariner being the manipulator here. Turns out.
1: I was wondering that too, yeah.
0: Right. So... That's what actually makes the twist later on so satisfying is, you know, Mariner, I think in her way is trying to look out for him. And I think she also misses her companionship with Boimler. She wanted to go on this mission with him and she found that way to make it happen. It's not a good look for her, but that's the outcome she got.
1: Yeah, she, this is, I think there needed to be a little, like, I know that we got the outrage from Boimler, but then he. Turned it up to 11 to fool her. But yes. I feel like there should have been a little bit more of recompense at the end where it was like he says, He's like, you know, you really shouldn't have done that. Like th- there should have, have, have been loved... something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would have loved a line where maybe Be- Boimler says something to that effect or Mariner says, Look, dude, I'm going to trust you more next time and I'm not going to go behind your back like that. I'm sorry. Quick apology done. That's so, all you needed.
1: Because she does give a little something where she recognizes that he excelled, but there should have been more of an apology. Yeah. Now this scene, I really like this scene because with Freeman, like she's super supportive in this. She's acting yeah. like a not only like a, not just a great captain of a starship, but a great captain of a crew. And yes, it, this was such a little scene, but it just really made me love Freeman more. Like because I know that in season one, in the beginning of season two, like Freeman made a lot of stupid ass decisions. And uh, but this one really <laughs> kind of made me see what she could be.
0: Uh huh. And here we are with the one scene we get with our lovely, our favorite cat doctor. And did you believe that Rutherford actually died like this?
1: Well, the right here, no. I was just like, no. There's no way that he died. This this has to be, <laughs> this has to be some sort of elaborate Same. prank in order to get billups in bed
0: yeah but, or but then when she we're gonna said, he's gonna come back to life
1: r- yeah yeah and but then like when she said like oh there's a small part of him that's still alive i was thinking like oh maybe they'll do something with the implant so maybe he was injured or something right um, or
0: they're yeah they're gonna put the implant on somebody else some yeah something volunteers. crazy like that
1: but then i was just like yeah, was you never like, know no there ha this has to be a ruse
0: right this is the show where we do sci-fi stuff anything can happen and i'm yeah. I'm thrilled that it was just a stupid prank Nice try. But I mean, dark. <laughs> Not gonna do it. Dark. Very dark. You know, like,
1: like I'm going yeah. you're gonna think that your mother and your subordinate have died in a fiery explosion. Yeah. Just so you will and sleep tendi- with the guards.
0: Yeah. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That I guess shows just how manipulative she is willing to go. So the parallel, of course, is manipulation. We've got the Queen yeah. Mother yeah. and the supercomputer.
1: Now when he when Boimler shot uh Mariner, I knew that he was just performing.
0: Did you? I, did, I was not yeah. sure what he was doing at this point. I didn't know if he had a plan or what he was going to do or if he really was just beyond the point and Mariner was right where he had been manipulated and now now, now then what?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, like I knew he was pissed and I knew his reaction was big, but like when he started making such a big show of it and like agreeing with the computer a lot, I knew that Boimler wouldn't be that Mm. manipulated that easily. Like, yeah, he can be a fool sometimes, but he's not an idiot.
0: This is true. It also shows that Boimler has grown, probably from his stint on the Titan. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will mention that again.
1: (laughs) I love how she called it his study abroad.
0: (laughs) Study abroad. (laughs) Yeah, that was cute.
1: So today is Buy awareness Day.
0: Yes, it is. We're recording this on September 23rd. And, and Billups is going off not with just one partner, but two. Yes. A male and a female because and we so don't know what his sexual preference is. And maybe he wants to try more than one partner. Who knows? Maybe he,
1: he maybe he doesn't even know. Like, you know, like maybe he's, he's sworn off sex for so long that he has no idea what his interests are. And so I know that I McMahon has gone on record to say that like he kind of. Missed the opportunity in season one to show diverse sexuality. Um, yeah. And then he said that he, on his, in his mind, like everyone's at a base level of, of being bisexual, which mm-hmm. I, I, I think in it itself is a little odd, but. Um, Maybe more I,
0: pansexual, where, you know, the gender of somebody doesn't matter so much. It's who well, you, you know. Yeah. I mean, like with it
1: being around so many aliens and, and different oh, sure. multiple genders and everything like that, even within humans and outside of humans. But. Yeah. I can't think that this is a coincidence that it's released on Bi-Awareness Day and there's a bisexual mm. scene in a Star Trek episode.
0: It could be. That could might be, be a, a coincidence, really good question but, for Twitter. Yeah. It, and but it's a like very have, happy coincidence, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I saw that gigantic COD piece, I figured like that was he was gonna be a loss of the ride.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I, and Star Trek has always had that kind of sexuality. I mean, Gene Roddenberry mm-hmm. really liked to flaunt that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And we did get we did get a bisexual scene in um Discovery with the Orions. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. But I think that was the first time in Star Trek,
0: I think. Uh maybe very blatant, not implied.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where there's not like a a Dex situation.
0: Exactly. I love that this com- or this uh, this guitar like instrument is able to block comms somehow. It has some I... weird funky no. vibration. How cool is that? Great idea. Very manipulative. Once again, like this whole culture, I think, just is like a manipulative rent fair. What is the ultimate end <laughs> goal here, except for losing your virginity to become king?
1: <laughs> so okay, so come on, you, you like. This this is a I don't very think... sexual scene.
0: I mean, it could have been, but we I feel see like... his ass.
1: Not... He talks about... So? We see his ass. He talks about his erection. For a TV-14 episode, there is going I to be... I feel like that's
0: appropriate.
1: Oh, my God. No, it said TV-14 for violence, and then it had nothing else. Come on. Do not... I'm not trying to be mm. a prude here. I'm talking about how the rating system works.
0: Well... I don't know. Does that quite hit a TV 14? Maybe. He says,
1: this prince maybe. remains dry. Come on.
0: <laughs> I feel like a 14-year-old is going to get that just fine and laugh at it. And come on.
1: No, no. I didn't have much of a problem with I'm not with being it, ridiculous. But, you're being ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, you're being ridiculous. <laughs>
1: no, you're being ridiculous. No, I'm
0: sure. Hey, look, this isn't the first time Lower Decks has kind of gotten provocative with the sexual stuff. No, yeah, you know, and, but, and, but we've and seen said, t- look, we're not gonna, t- we don't care.
1: <laughs> but we've seen a TV fourteen for sexuality before.
0: Now, okay, with with the horn, I yeah, with the horn and everything that. like that,
1: yeah. And so I'm not saying yeah. it wasn't funny or inappropriate. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> no, oh, it is. It really is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But if it's rated TV fourteen anyway, well,
1: now, I don't know. The, Use your the, discretion, the parents. The corpse in this ship. Is that the same kind of alien species that was in the episode Booby Trap, or was it was it called Booby Trap or Samaritan Stare? Oh, I can't remember. I'm getting mixed know up. What? Where
0: mm, you I know, didn't like
1: where the, the Enterprise gets, all. yeah, the Enterprise gets trapped, and there's like a ten thousand year old computer virus or something like that. And mm. there's a line where Picard said like, "Oh, when when humans were." St- just discovering how to sail the seas. These people were flying in space or, or something like that. I can't remember. Huh.
0: I, you know, it's been such a long time since I've seen that episode. You know what we're going to have to do. As soon as we're done with off. this, we're looking it up. Yep.
1: <laughs> An expensive <laughs> engine?
0: What does that mean? An expensive engine. Why does that matter in the 24th century? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I love Tindy. (laughs) Now, I do appreciate them saying, oh, there's going to be times when you're possibly going to die and maybe not. And it's just a part of the job. Yeah, because it is.
1: Assumed dead. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, first contact uniforms.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we know where this is going at this point. Computers learned nothing.
1: This was um so this is Daystrom so we got our first sh- shot yes. of Daystrom in Picard I think.
0: Yeah, we did.
1: And that that and I this think that was a similar angle.
0: I think it's like a, a shot remake practically. Yeah. I think you're right. And apparently this is where all supercomputers go to argue amongst themselves. I feel like this is a metaphor for the internet, people arguing on the internet.
1: So much of this looks like um like <gasps> Did desktops. you see?
0: There's a CBSi. One of those no. computers. When it comes on, it's the CBSi. Look for I it. Left hand side, a little bit center.
1: I, I kept looking yeah, oh my for God. it. And I knew there was going to be something. <laughs> but I was just like, I was really surprised when I couldn't see anything.
0: I spotted it this time. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Love it. That's so funny. Love it. So Well, there's good. our
1: episode. So, I mean, we kind of, during the credits, we talked about what we thought of the episode. And I don't think that's changed. Mm-hmm. This, again, this isn't no. like laugh out loud funny, but this is so entertaining. This is just solid writing, solid performances, yeah. and great plot development.
0: It is. It's good all around, and I actually do feel like we get somewhere in this episode. Our characters do learn something, and I can't wait to see how that's going to kind of affect things down the road, especially between Mariner and Boimler. Absolutely. Yeah. Good times. I've, I'm going to watch this one over and over and over. And every time I'm going to enjoy it, that's what I really love about this episode.
1: Well, if you want to talk to us about this episode, you can find us on social media. You can reach us on Twitter at Join Nerdparty or on Facebook and Instagram at the, the The Nerd Party, or you can find me on Twitter the at nerd The Insane party. Robin.
0: Yeah, and I am. oh, the profanity, and let's talk some lower decks, always ready to do LDS: Join the
1: Revolution. Join the nerd Party.